Welcome to the Eagle Eye Podcast. The number one show to bring you all things Club America in English. From tactical analysis to player updates. We've got you covered on all the latest news on Las Aguilas. Now, let's start the show. This is the Eagle Eye Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Eagle Eye Podcast. Uh, the Hardinen era has begun and uh, definitely has not started off on the right foot. Uh, joining me today, though, as you guys can hear in the background, giggling, talking all things Club America English with me is our own beloved cowboy, Dylan Jimenez. Dylan, how are we, my friend? <laughs> Doing good. <laughs> I'm doing good. Thank you. As if uh, nobody can tell with me laughing. I'm doing good. He's got a case of the giggles. I can I, I can see. <laughs> yes, I'm sorry. Okay. Okay. We're good. Yes, we're good. Christian. Dylan, you're looking slim. My boy, <laughs> you are looking slim. Uh, what's it called? Um, how's everyone doing? I'm doing good. Um, happy to be back on another podcast, Chris. I see you have no mic still. Can't really say nothing because I don't have a mic on, but I still have yet to see you oh, with one. Christian, you mean camera? Yeah, um, camera. Camera, baby. yeah, yeah. No, wow, it's been a while. It's wow, been a this while. is the most this is the most rustiest intro we've ever had <laughs> ever in the history of the Eagle Eye podcast. It's it only is. fitting because we had a rusty start to the season, so it's only right that we have a rusty one as well. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with you, Christian. I think it may it gives merit to what we saw last week on Friday against what is uh Chris uh as aforementioned you welcome back to the podcast and how was your lovely vacation in Guanajuato uh very good brother it's way hotter over there as always we're starting off with the weather because that's just how we start this conversation every week but but yeah it was way way it's way more hot over there it just better because it rains you know it's raining season over there and well yeah, uh, uh, it was just a very good vacation. I'm gonna just call it out right now. It's BS that you have to pay for VIX or what's it called? VIX Plus over there in Mexico in order to watch these games. So just know I had a stream on Instagram that was very laggy, but I still got to watch part of this game. All right. Glad to see that even on vacation, you kept tabs on Las Aguilas de la America. Well, gentlemen, we're all here. And as you mentioned, Christian, right? It's Probably not the start of the probably wasn't the start that we wanted for this season under the new uh, coach. Dylan, we talked about this, the optimism, right, about a new coach, him saying all the right things him kind of, you know, bringing that um, kind of hype into the locker room as well, thinking that this could be a turn of a new leaf. Uh, the result isn't actually the best. And, and we talked about him being short-staffed in the sense that he doesn't have all his starters right and and still kind of lacking a couple of signings what's your main takeaway from this game if there's any that kind of could help Hardine going forward um I think for me this is just it just goes to show that whenever we did I guess our our preview like the start of the season preview that there are obviously going to be bumps in the road and this is was a a very big bump I'm just saying like it, it seems like we were going it seems like we were, we started the drive off pretty well, 
um, especially with the golazo that we had from Suarez. Um, but it's like we're just like going down the road, and all of a sudden we don't see that speed bump, and like we just kind of like take some air, and then we just come crashing down a little bit um, toward the end, obviously. Um, but yeah, I mean that's really neither here or there. I mean that's that's what was expected, but obviously it just goes to show too that um, there's a lot of work that needs to be done in the defense still. Um, and um, from there, I just think that it can only go up from here in my opinion i don't think we can go we can go down after this after this start i really do i, re- I really do hope so i i, I want to be optimistic optimistic in that sense and say that there's no way to go but up on this one um christian it seems that you know a new trainer comes in but it's the same old story for america unable to kill a game chance after chance to put this game away and we kind of put ourselves in the situation where our defense again kind of is our achilles heel we kind of buckle at the last minute yeah, no, I'm um, very unfortunate lost. I never want to start the season uh, on the wrong side of the foot, especially home uh, in front of your fans, right? Kind of after <clears throat> the embarrassing uh, way we kind of went out last season, you kind of wanted to start things off on the right foot, give the fans, you know, new, uh, I guess, new hope for the new season. Um, but yeah, no, it's just, it seems like there were certain players that were called up to kind of be the main, the main reference point, the main game changer uh, for this game. Uh, you're looking at players like Brian Rodriguez, who who had a who was having a good stint with Uruguay just a couple of weeks before the first game. Um, you're looking at Diego Valdez, of course, Leo Suarez. You know, these are the players that you 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 rely upon when you know when the, the starters aren't there. And for the most part, it was going well until one miss turned into two, and two turned into four. And all of a sudden, when the game could have been four nothing, America, you see uh, Juarez in the diamond is tied at one one, and then another careless mistake in the back uh, ends up you know, costing us the, uh, you know, at least the point in this game, right? Uh, but once again, though, you guys, you guys summed it up perfectly. The, the defensive errors, it seems like it's going to be uh, another talking point this season. And it's just, we're getting to the point. It's like, what for can we use to, to help us kind of get to that point where we want to be, where we can be confident in, in our defense? I, I understand that our, our center backs aren't there. I understand that our starting goal isn't there, but with all due respect, you can't be losing the game quite as at home. Um, not and, and not with the players that they had, right? So it's uh, it's it's like you said, Andre. Andre has a lot of lot of work to do, a lot of homework to do. Um, this this next one against Kerala won't won't be any any easier, right? So it's time to see what what you've learned from the first game and kind of apply it to make sure those things won't happen again on Sunday. Oh yeah, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. And we're going against the league leaders, right? Quote unquote. After just one jornada, but um. We'll, we'll get to the Querétaro game in just a second. Um, Chris, Crew Epicness said, you know, first half it was fine, but once subs were made, we lost control. Um, he said the academy players showed no hunger on the field. Very disappointing. And I, I bring this into light for you because you kind of were the one in the group that kind of made the more vocal approach in, in criticizing Hardine and criticizing the, the youngsters, and rightfully so for not stepping up to to the occasion and especially you know we talk about how america or, or just the league in general doesn't utilize enough of the academy players but it just seems that they weren't hungry uh they, that you know they were given this golden opportunity that probably won't be happening again in you know three four years for some of these players and they absolutely just bottle it they waste it my frustration doesn't necessarily come from like just playing academy players, but it's just the narrative of 
oh, we need to play academy players and we have to force these minutes. We're not a club that can take these type of risks. And you see it in this game. I'm not sure who exactly was in the midfield that loses that, that ball, right? That gives that bad pass. I want to say it was, uh, his last name was Martinez. Am I, am I right on that? I think it was Del Rio, no? It was one of them, but you know, we're talking about defensive mistakes and, and I agree, right? The defense is going to be very key this season. Like it is every other season, but these are opportunities that, youngsters can't give away like i said in the group chat this isn't a club where where oh you're just you should be happy to play no like you have to take advantage of every opportunity and this goes to uh Ramon martinez too who missed two open shots right that shot straight at the keeper and to me it, it just echoes what i've been saying that these players need to earn these minutes not just be given to them because Oh, uh, we academy players. Oh, you know, I feel a lot of the people that try to force this narrative that academy players need to play care more about sending more players for the national team, right? And to me, it's just very annoying because, like, America isn't of need of academy players. But if one comes up, like, you know, it's you're happy for them, you're happy for the team because they're not spending money, but. It just to me, I was just very frustrated of that, and it's just like I said, just from always hearing that academy players need to be played, and it's like no, they don't. They need to earn it. They need to, they need to earn it, not be given. And like, if you, some of these players never see the field ever again, they get sent off to Corre Caminos or Querétaro or Celaya or whatever team, or like no one's really gonna care, you know. And to me, it's just like you can't be the reason why we lose. No, I I agree. You know, it's these players have to earn it, and that's usually how it's been, right? You're good enough to play for the first team, then you go out there and you take the chance. And unfortunately, none of these players absolutely took the advantage. I mean, unless any of you guys have anything different to say in regards to what Chris is mentioning or or a comment on what Chris has just said, I take no. I, I take the silence as a no. And mind you, you know, just to go back a little bit on the comment I just said, right, about us playing academy players and how it's for the national team and whatnot. Look at the last 10 years. Like, we're the ones that are sending to Europe more than any other club. Think about it. So whenever people try to put this type of pressure or this type of narrative on us, it does get very annoying because I'll make the argument that we've been the one thinking more for for Mexican football more than anybody else, you know? And, and for me, it's just annoying that you just constantly hear like, Oh, we need to play Academy. Play. We need to, we, look, if, if, you're, if you tell me a player like Emilio Alara needs to start because he's better than whoever we already have there. Okay. I'm listening to you. Right. But when you're just saying, just put anybody out there and see which one sticks. And then we start losing games. It's like, okay, I'm going to you. Right. Cause it's like, this isn't a team where you just throw something and see if it sticks, right? We're not a relegating team, even though there's no uh, relegation or anything, but we're not those type of teams. This is a top team. You see it in top teams all over Europe. What do they do? They go and send these youngsters on loan, right? And they develop elsewhere. It, to me, it's like, if they're not ready for this, don't throw them in there. 
And I know that Hardy Nets gonna gonna do it because right, developing youngsters. But to me, it's like put give them ten minutes, give them fifteen minutes, not twenty, thirty minutes, because stuff like this happens. Christian, how much of this um this game, this result, do we put on Hardine, and how much do we kind of put it on on the players? Um, I think. You could chuck up a good amount. I probably wouldn't say you want the actual percentage. Probably say forty percent. Um, I I do think it is his error, um, taking out players that, you know, most of these players don't even play ninety full minutes when everyone is on the squad. So that's number one. Number two, um, giving that reason why not play them for the whole ninety minutes, especially if they're doing well. Um, like I don't understand why Leo Suarez was taken out. Um, I don't understand why Richard Sanchez was taken out. Um, you know, it's just. These are players that you would like to have on the field for any given moment. And, you know, when, when, when push comes to shove, you didn't have them available. Um, and also, I just don't think that uh, he knew how to, how to read the moment. I think I agree with Chris. This isn't a, 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 a team where, okay, you know, just because you're, you know, you're coming over from the academy, they would just automatically play you uh, with no merit whatsoever. Right? I think the only ones really here who really deserved to play was, uh, you know, before today's game was probably Aroma Martinez and Juan Cantu. The other two that came in, um, they, they, they've they been doing things well, but I don't think well enough to kind of be, okay, um, we're going to give you 15 to 20 minutes. Go control the game when we're only up one nothing. And these are players that never had Liga Mekis experience before, and you're, going, you're sending them out there to be the midfield, to go take control of the midfield against another Liga Mekis team in the dying minutes of a game, no matter if it's hard not one or two or three, you have to... You have to you have to show out, and obviously the 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 moment just seemed a little too big for them. Um, so that I think that you kind of put that on the coach, uh, for for not reading the game correctly. Um, and it's just you know that there's things that he's gonna have to learn how to adapt to. Um, obviously you know we can't put the whole thing because you know he doesn't have his full team, right? And I think with other players and other different options, you know you probably could have played the game a little bit differently. But you know the the decisions that you made didn't put your team in the best possible um position to win the whole game so like i said though we'll, we'll take this as a learning experience and i hope that he kind of realized what he did wrong and kind of just maybe pick pick the moment a little bit better hopefully you, there is that bounce back in that comes back dylan we talked about this last week the importance of not dropping any points within the first three weeks before that kind of break uh that will set you off to league's cup uh, we're off on the most terrible foot now, dropping three points at home. Very vital uh, three points, if anything. Where do, we, where do we go from here? Because we talked about Hardine and, and maybe the lack of talent he has at the moment because most of his substitutions were academy plays for the first game. Second game is looking like it's going to be the most same thing, right? Uh, so, obviously, the addition of Quinones helped out a little bit, but you know, how do you look at this game going forward? And, and, and do you think that we have the squad in order to continue to get points? Or are we looking at another repeat of Juarez? Um, No, I think I kind of backtracking to what Christian said, too. This is one of those games where uh, you, you hope to learn from, you know, where you read the read the game a little bit better and, and make your decisions and everything in, in terms of substitutions and and um, who you're putting uh, out there. Um, I do agree that, uh, yeah, you know, this is obviously a uh, bad, a bad start. Um, obviously, Ivan, last week, whenever we talked, the last time we talked, 
Um, you wanted nine points across the board. I would have been happy if we took away seven. So like now, obviously, six is the most we can walk away before we head off the League's Cup. Um, so ho- hopefully, uh, walking away with six points, and I, I, if you walk away with less, you know, then obviously this is a good a disaster to the start of the season. Um, um, until things can get underway with all our players back, especially like Malago and Henrys and Dejas. Um, but I look at this, and I look at this as an opportunity for for the players and for Hardiline, um in general. Um, so it's just kind of looking at like, okay, let's let's watch this game back. You know, where did we go wrong? What could have we done better? And I hope Hardiline is asking himself the same things too. Is so okay. How can I be? How can I be better in terms of making sure we walk away with three points next time? Whenever we had the lead like that, um, these are the things I'm going to be looking for the most. Um, even though, yes, it is frustrating. It is uh, very uh, upsetting, you know, the way to see the game end the way it did. Um, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna take this game, and you know, I'm gonna brush it aside, you know. But I'm also gonna keep it uh, not that far off though, because I'm gonna look back and say, okay, like, look, like you literally did the same thing against Guerrero like you did against Juarez, you know? So now I'm just going to go going into comparing both games to see how um, each game is different and hoping that the Querétaro game is better. Okay. I, I agree in that sense. And look, it's only because of the scoreline and because of the result that the negative criticism obviously has to come, but there was promising signs. There was some very good flashy moments in the first half that you thought, wow, this team could potentially do something. You're missing a good chunk of your starting 11. You're missing a good, core of 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 your depth going forward and to see that this team is you know producing and going about it the way that they were going you're thinking to yourself not bad this team looks like it could be solid going forward but as kevin perez says you know f f in the chat for the first l and there was an f performance at the end of the day but there was key moments in in the match where if they're a little bit more sharper and they're a little bit more you know clear cut in front of goal, take those chances, then you're looking at a scoreline, like you mentioned, Christian, three, four, zero, and we're talking about a different situation. We're over here saying Hadina is the chosen one, right? The 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 fourteenth is coming. Um but now we kinda have to wait and see. And and, and like Dylan mentioned, it's gonna be important to analyze both games and see whether or not this team is able to take a punch on the chin and get them get back up and continue moving forward i think that's going to be the most important part in that sense so um i mean any, anything else you guys kind of want to add in regards to uh into this game against juarez i would say that uh probably our three best players on the pitch were definitely Leo suarez i would say after that was probably maybe diego valdez when he wanted to and i was honestly shocked but i thought miguel ayun towards around the 70th minute uh, was probably the best Miguel Ayun we've seen in such a long time. I thought Kevin Alvarez was really good. Yeah, I was going to add that too. I thought this was a very bright star for Kevin Alvarez. You saw how immediately that right flank looked so much more dangerous than Kevin Alvarez. Um, he just he just understands the game. He knows how to read the the play and how to be dangerous, create space, make the pass. Um, I can't wait till he links up with Sendegas. I think that's going to be a really, really big problem for a lot of teams this season. Yeah, no, he looked good. He looked promising. Um, Very creative. He, yeah. One of the passes that uh, that he gave to uh, Roman Martinez, right, where he shot he just straight at keeper, but I think if you put someone better there, right, Henry Martin or Quinones this weekend, you're going to see a goal because it's like 
You know, like I said, my frustration with with the academy players isn't necessarily the academy players, but the narrative behind you have to play them because whatever reason, and it's like no, they need to earn it. You know, and you could tell that some players didn't earn to play with the first team. Agreed. Agreed. Well, um, it was a terrible result at the Azteca, and it felt like a weird one because they played on a Friday, and I guess the result ended up being a weird one at the end of the day. So three points lost there really, really hurts America in the long run. Um, but hey, I think I saw somewhere in on the timeline saying that last time America was champions, we lost our first game. So, I mean, hope for optimism, Dylan. I don't know, but that's something. Yeah, I mean, if if history likes to repeat itself, then I guess you know we're on the right track so far. <laughs> well, if if that's the case, then it'd be nice to kind of come back to this podcast at the end of the season and be like, well, you know what? Maybe it wasn't such a bad thing that we lost. So <laughs> we'll have to wait. I feel like it. I feel like we've been more negative with other games, right? I think I think I've, I've seen a lot of people negative on the timeline, right? But I think when it comes to us, I feel like just like well. This is what we got until the others come, right? Right. So yeah, it's because I think we have to be objective about what we have in front of yeah. us, right? It's 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 not like we can kind of tear this team apart limb by limb because of the. Results. I don't know. I, mean, I don't know. Chris wants to tear the academy players apart, but you know that's neither here or there. But I mean, <laughs> for some, rightfully so. Like for example, the, the the ball that you give up in the midfield, even even if you do that in a in a subente game, like. You, your coach is going to yell at you like it's just, it's simple right don't lose possession yeah. in such a crucial part of the pitch um but I, I i agree that the argument can be made that Harina didn't have anything else to go with like so it wasn't kind of it was up to him like he could have had them all play 90 minutes but maybe los suarez wasn't able to go the full 90 maybe richard wasn't able to go the full 90 and you kind of have to make sure that you take care of these players because what happens if you lose a Leo Suarez to an injury? What happens if you lose a Richard Sanchez, Sanchez to an injury? Now you're talking about a much more kind of crucial situation where, well, these players, these academy players are going to have to play not only a couple of minutes in the second half, they're going to have to play a whole 90 potentially. So, yeah. And from a coaching standpoint, you kind of hope... Uh, Hardiness telling them like it's okay, you know, kind of motivating them because at the same time you don't want him to completely like shut them out either, right? If they're if they're developing in the academy and they are getting better, then okay, cool, right? But my, like I said, it, for me, it has more to do with the narratives that you kind of always hear against America and it comes to academy players. And like I said, think about every player that has gone to Europe, and the majority of them have come from us. When it comes to Mexican talent, so it's like, you know, it's yeah, I, I don't think there's any, yeah, I don't think there's any question as far as how if we're capable of exporting. I think it's just, I, I think right now, just in general, Mexico as a whole is going through a generation where maybe we don't have the best of the best as we used to, right? Yeah. Maybe we're lacking a little bit in talent for the next two, three, four years. Who knows? Maybe we, we, we might be in that period because it happens. It happens to some of the best in the world, right? They don't produce Mexico needs they Televisa. <laughs> That's they what they need. They need Televisa and enough of these other groups. Let us so, fix this country. <laughs> well, we'll have to wait and see, but that's for a different topic in that sense. 
Um, but like I mentioned, right, three points lost, it's a bitter taste. But at the end of the day, you kind of have to just chuck it up and say, you know what, let's keep it moving. And hopefully this game against Querétaro is, it, it, is one to celebrate at the end of the day. So yeah. we'll have to wait and see. But before we talk about Querétaro, let's talk about the fact that the Americanismo was very sour on Friday. And I come Sunday, it seemed, or actually Saturday, I would have make the argument, Christian. It seemed that Twitter was, had totally forgotten about the Juarez game. And we were, well, at least for the most part, most of the America Twitter was uh, celebrating because of our new, our new signing. Yeah, so um, the long-awaited arrival of, of, of a player that I think all of us kind of, when we got eliminated and kind of was kind of reflecting on what we needed and who was available and what was a possibility, this name came up from, from all of us. And we all said that he would be a great addition. Who wouldn't want this player on his team? That's number one. And number two, on the same team, it just, it just makes sense for us, right? And surely uh, enough, it looked a little dim. It looked like it wasn't going to happen. The price was too much. Uh, America didn't want to match. America had uh, different options. Uh, we were going this route. Atlas wanted that route. But after everything happened, we finally got him, guys. Julian Quinones is the new player of Club America, wearing number 33. And um, I don't know, man. There's been a lot of hype, a lot of comments being made. Um, I'm just very excited to, to you know, get, get things going with him. Uh, it's, it, it should, I, I, if, if he can deliver what he did for Atlas these past two seasons, we're in for a real tree, boys. We're in for a real, real tree. Okay, I'm going to go around the room, and I'm, I'm from a scale to 1 to 10, how excited are you about this signing? So I'll, I'll, you were just talking about it, Christian. So <laughs> 1 to 10, how excited are you? Uh, probably a 9. A 9. That's mm-hmm. high up there. Dylan? Uh, Elmas Grande. Elmas Grande. So you're going 10? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, didn't, you don't even look that excited. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, because I was hoping you would you, you would use my skill whenever uh, we signed them. We were like small club to Elmas Grande, like like pick pick oh, your okay. pick yeah. your skill. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah. kind of like uh, just one or the other, right? Like yeah, best movie or worst movie ever type of thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I like it. All right, Chris, where are you at on the scale of one to ten? I'm at a nine, also. At a nine. Okay. Yeah. There's a lot of optimism here, including Dylan, even if he, he doesn't seem to be reflected at on screen, but <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to be the one person to say that I'm probably at a seven. Of course. Well, you're always, that's not bad always, though. You're always, you're always on the uh, opposite side of everybody. Ivan. But yeah, I get it. Cause one we, of us we has had to that be. conversation a couple, uh, what was it? Like two months ago, we had that conversation. Yeah. So I, I get it. Right. Cause you look at the the signing, and it's not necessarily a big need. It's a just luxury, right? It's a it, luxury. It looks like it. It looks like a yeah, because you know, Kevin Perez says it's a nine. Kripenness is at a ten with you, Dylan. Uh, Jose Sepulveda is at a six. You guys thought I was being not negative, Nancy. Um, <laughs> it's because look, it's it's just systematically speaking, under Tano Ortiz, I was like, I don't really see how he fits in. Systematically speaking. Under Hardine, I'm not too sure how he fits still, but I have more faith in Hardine being able to utilize him because he's spoken about having a potential 4-4-2 formation in mind, playing with two strikers. Maybe one feeds off the other. What could he potentially do? Because, you know, uh, Quinones is the type of player that likes to be a little bit more free, right? He's not necessarily your out-and-out striker. So systematically, does he fit in the America, you know, culture that, that, 
he got in this trying to establish we'll have to wait and see that's why i'm a little bit kind of on the hesitant side don't get me wrong i look at his highlights and i've seen what he's capable of doing i mean you can just go back and see what he did against pachuca in that final so he's got talent he's got exactly what you need to be an america player but my question is does he fit into this team the way that we all expect him to? Because this is not Atlas. We're not chucking the ball to him to <laughs> run and try to take on four or five players. That's kind of not our gameplay, no. you know? And that's kind of where I'm at is, does he fit into the culture of the scene, this kind of system, this rhythm that Hardinet wants? That's my only concern. So, so here, here's my thing. And, and I get where you're coming from, right? But we're going to, kind of judge it from what Jardine had in San Luis. I saw that San Luis team with two two speedsters, which were Murillo and Vitinha, if I'm not mistaken, that's the name, right? Vitinha? Yeah, uh, Vitinha. Yeah, so, like, to me, he fits exactly that. Maybe there's going to be games where we're going to need that counterattack because that's exactly what, what, uh, what uh, Atletico San Luis had. To me, I get it, but I get you though, because there's times where I look at the signing and I'm like, why does this give me this Darwin Quintero kind of vibe, right? I don't know if you guys remember when we signed Darwin Quintero, we signed Benedetto and we signed Peralta at the same time. And in Santos, they played Quintero as an attacking mid. We played him on the right mid, as a right mid, and he couldn't play good, right? So it was one of those things where it's like, well, how do we play this guy if his strength is here, but right there is someone else? Or not necessarily a system fit, right? A formation fit. And then you see Quintero is getting back because it's not the same thing as what he had in San Luis, right? Maybe right here, instead of having, like, in Atlas, he had uh, Julio Furch right next to him, right? Because they played, uh, what was it, like a 5-3-2? Well, over here, what if he plays on the left wing and he doesn't perform the same, right? So I get where you're coming from. It's, it's a very complicated thing, but it's also a very fun thing to have on the team, because to me, you're signing a 26-year-old who has been in this country pretty much his whole adulthood, right? He got here, like, what, at 16? So for me, it's just it's just someone that's going to just continue to grow inside the same league that he's always been in, and his ceiling is just crazy, you know? No, I, I I get that. There's that optimism and, and that excitement that for that potential, right? Like, it, what could this ceiling be for America if he does produce the way that we all expect him to, right? Look, Kevin Paris put it perfectly, right? Still needs to prove himself on the pitch, but he's a proper striker for the league and League's Cup this year. And, you know, he said with America also playing CCL this year, we need squad options. We need squad depth. And with losing a good chunk of it, obviously, this is a very welcome signing. But, you know, it's it's kind of the same kind of old story where, like, Jose Sepulveda put it too many players come from killing it from another team when it comes to America there's a difference right we all know that this jersey does not fit perfectly on everybody it weighs a lot of people down and I don't know if some of you have been able to see or, or hear some of the interviews that he's done so far from his arrival he's talking to talk and Dylan we've talked about this right everyone's capable of doing that even yeah. but it's producing on the pitch right and my question to you is what does Quinones need to do on the statistical side of things in order to say that, okay, he has proven himself? What numbers does he need to reach in order for you to be like, okay, yes, he's the real deal? Oh, uh, I think, I think either, either between him or, or Henry, you know, um, 
I think uh, in terms of obviously scoring goals, we know I would love to have him in the double digits. I mean, even if it comes to, um, you know, how, how he, if he like, if he combined the goals and assists, if he's double digits, even touching almost freaking 20, you know, goals and assists combined, you know, then that's going to be freaking great. Um, you know, you, you talked about, you know, that the, the, the um, the possibility of playing this four four two, you know, I would love to see him and Henry up top because I know we've talked about it in the past before too that we often kind of think that Henry plays better whenever he has another striker with him up top for them to like kind of feed off each other, uh, you know, to play with each other. And so we know um, having Quinones here now, you know, that's kind of making me more excited too, especially like we've kind of mentioned uh, already, you know, the possibility of playing that four four two formation. And so that's what I'm looking forward to the most is uh, Harden them bringing out the most of this attack too. Um, obviously, um, you know there's still some things to work out. Um, you know, Henry, Henry's not going to be there right now. You know, we probably won't get him back until like what leagues cup or, you know, even after Leagues cup maybe. So, you know, it's, it's it could be the, t- the thing to where King Jones is playing up top by himself at the moment. But when Henry comes back, you know, um, especially with the way Henry performed, at least in the regular season last year, um, you know, I don't think you necessarily bench Henry. So, you know, it's just kind of like, okay, how am I going to get the best out of these two strikers? You know, um, the, the Glossuda leading goal scorer, um, in, in this past season. And then now we have Quinones, one of the most lethal strikers in this, in this league at the moment. Um, so how can I fit these two together? Especially if you get Diego Valdez going, you know, once you get Zendejas back and, you know, even Richard Fidalgo, I mean, this is going to, this is going to be set up pretty nice. If you can get this to click on all cylinders, you know, and get the engine running. And you're just driving down the street in that Mustang, you know, with your hair flying back in the wind and everything. So this is really great. I'm looking forward to it. There's a lot of good possibilities that come out of this. No, I, I agree. Someone, I think Kevin put it perfectly right. We're going to be a Rolls Royce in the front, but a, a, a hoopty in the back, lads. <laughs> it's like that meme also with the horse. Like there's like elegant yeah. horse on yeah. top and then like little, little like kids a going in the back. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. It's it's obviously our biggest issue right now is at the back, Chris. Um, and and that's not to take away anything from from this signing and, and Quinones and what he could bring. But we've talked about this time and time again. Defense wins titles, right? Defense wins championships. And sure, you can try to outscore your opponent, but we saw it in the game against Juarez. If if you're just on an off night and you're just not scoring as many goals and you get pinched. In, in one or two times, then, you know, it could cost, it could be very costly. So, you know, do you think we have the depth that we have up front that we do in the back? Do you think there's suitable names and suitable players that can do the job and keep this defense afloat? No, honestly, I don't. I think <clears throat> it all depends on how, how these uh, players on defense develop. I think Araujo was one of those veteran signings that thought, the hoped, right? That was gonna just like be the the glue to everything, but it hasn't been that. And you look at you just try to make up any partnership, and you don't really come off confident, right? I think I think we always praise Casares, and then all of a sudden he just falls off the cliff, and then Diego comes, and he's one of the reasons we lose or whatever. Uh, Israel Reyes. I like him personally. I think people are exaggerating on how bad he's been. But at the same time, I'm not going to sit here and pretend if he's uh, he's been what he was in Puebla, right? I I personally would have the partnership of an Israel Reyes and a, Emilio Lara and have Cáceres and, and uh, Araujo be the subs. 
But even then, you look at that and you're just kind of hoping, like, okay, well, it's putting Emilio Lara back there after trying to force him to play another position that we ruin his development, you know? Which you've seen it with other players that when you move them around and you try to move them back where they, they originally played, and it's like not the same thing. So it's, it's, a, it's a very tough thing. Personally, I would have wasted the last, center, the last foreigner spot on the center back, but it seems that we're going to go left back and we'll... You can only hope for the best at that point. I think that there's some depth in the center back partnership that I think that we might be okay. I want to give him a lot of the benefit of the doubt. I know I was not his biggest fan these past couple of seasons, but in a true natural position, I want to say, okay, he's capable of, of, of being the player that we all wanted him to be. Right. I think we desperately need a left back. I think Luis Fuentes is on the last, the last, I mean, last leg. Uh, I only give him about half a season until we kind of see a, a big dip. Chava Reyes, let's be honest, he has not been anything that we hoped he would be. And potentially he could be a liability. So I, I, I think you need someone in that left-back partnership. Because look, with the addition of Kevin Alvarez, he produced some wonderful things going forward. And if you can get, I'm not saying like for like on the left-hand side, but if you can get someone that's capable of doing those things, I think this America side looks better, right? So I'm I'm not too upset with going in a left back position because I think in the center back we have an okay job and I think Malagón is capable of maybe like you like to say, Chris, right? Be kind of that eraser. So I'm 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 all right with that center back depth, if if any in that sense. It, but it just They've shown too many times that they there is just too many errors. That's the reason why I'm not confident, right? Yeah. Obviously, if we argue from a peak perspective, right, where it's like, let's say everyone's informed, then, okay, I agree with you, right? The left-back position is way more mid, to say, right? But I just feel we also lack just a veteran presence in that, in that, in that defense that's going to be able to talk to people, right? Just talk to his, his players, tell them where to be at. Just, I don't think we have that, right? And, and I know a lot of times you always hear a goalkeeper get slandered for that. But my opinion, you need to have that, that, that general in, in that center back or in the midfield. And I don't think we have that either. You know, I don't think there's someone out there just being an instructor out there. I mean, that's just put, that's just true. put Lionel left back. Just screw it. And he, no. I'm telling you, he. I thought he did, <laughs> he had a really good game. I'll be the one to say I thought he had a really good game. I've never seen him do the things he did. Like he even like uh, dribbled past a couple of players, and I was just like, "How is he doing this?" You've never seen him do this uh, since he returned to America. Uh, but then, obviously, you know the goals come, and well, that's a different story. But we'll we'll have to wait and see. Um, but as far as Club America news goes, I think obviously the announcement of Quinones. That's a big one. Potentially getting a left back. We'll see whether or not that kind of goes concrete. Um, any more news and that I'm forgetting here? Um, uh, hot take. Hot, hot take. I think Malagón should have got 13. No. Interesting. <laughs> I was, it's because we haven't had a goalkeeper be one in such a long time. Yeah. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't even like a trial work. And, and I know I was going to not like that take, but I mean, I didn't really care. Part, that, that's Pavel Pardo for me, and I just I wasn't I, or Diego Reyes at one point too, right? But for me, hey, fuck Diego Reyes. 
<laughs> but but for me, that's Pavel Pardo, and I'm just so used to Ochoa with the one at America. I wasn't a fan, and I hated when he would work six. <laughs> yeah, that was that was not, that was horrible. That was that yeah, was that was terrible. bad. That's pretty bad. <clears throat> but uh, any more news, Christian? Am I forgetting anything? Uh, no, I think, I think that's it. I mean, uh, like Ramon, did you hear what like Ramon said? That he wanted Linus or Chavarez, but because of uh, the injury, kind of yeah, fell through. It's fine. They don't need any replacements. Would you have done it though? Like, if it's up to you guys, you know the situation. Yeah. Would you have done it? I would have. I would have. I wouldn't have not hesitated to send Linus. Yeah, to me, straight cash. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Even loan, I really wouldn't have mind. Yeah, that's true. I wouldn't mind either. Yeah. We got a quick question here, right here, saying, Mm -hmm. uh, uh. Opinion on Santina Beda possibly not being able to go back to Europe and needing to stay with America. Do you guys like it? Yes or no? Like Were we just talking about this? In the group yeah, chat? Yeah, I think no? we were. In the group chat, right? Yeah. Um, it, it's hard. It's hard for me personally because I need to know the system that Andres going to play once yeah. everyone is back. If we're going to be sticking with, with, two, with two midfielders like we did last game when Richard and Jonathan, or are we just going to transition to a 4-4-2 and only have, kind of have that one midfield? Because you're not going to bench Diego Valdez. So it only leaves one more spot open in the midfield. And you're going to have between Richard Sanchez, Jonathan Dos Santos, Alvaro Fidalgo, Santiago Naveda. And out of all those, you're only going to pick one. It's, um, it, it's a little tough for, for someone like something that to kind of break in and kind of you know, move up in the pegging order. Um, but if, if he does go with the two midfielders, um then yes no then i like it i i, I welcome it as I, I think chris chris said he's the only one that's a natural defensive mid and we don't have that right now so it would be a good addition but like i said though if he's fighting with uh three other people for one spot uh i don't i don't think it's the right move but like i said i'm not too sure because i don't know the system that he's gonna play that's why this next game is very important right this is very crucial to see this next game against Querétaro. Systematically speaking, is he going to go with the same style, or is he going to kind of switch it up a little bit? So, let's talk about that game. Um, let's talk about America versus Querétaro. First away match uh, away for the season over there in La Corregidora. It's going to be at, uh, I believe, five p.m. Uh, Mexico time. So that's going to be four p.m. Pacific Standard Time, six Central, seven p.m. Eastern uh, Eastern Standard Time. And correct me if I'm wrong. Is this game going to be on Vix? No, I think it's today. To then for us, Mexico, yeah, for us in Mexico, it's Vix, yes, and but for us, for premium, yeah, well, yeah, but for us, it's to then, but us, it's to then, still, yeah, perfect, mm-hmm. great, 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 great. So, you guys, what time did you say it's for us? Uh, 4 p.m., okay, because I, I did see that they changed, changed it, yeah, yeah I'm not too sure what's the uh, the time got changed, yeah. I got it here on FootMob already. Uh, on updated. FootMob, I'm gonna go to, to America Twitter. Yeah, that's why you guys will see right there. So, um, Dylan, what can we expect for this game? I mean, uh, can we expect at least a victory? I hope at least. I mean, especially if after you drop. I mean, like I said, like, like when we, whenever we did our our talk, Ivan, just me and you, like, what was it last week? Um, I know you said you wanted nine points. Uh, this was the game I was looking at. Okay, like we're gonna just go to Querétaro and we're just gonna get the draw. You know, I'm and I'm gonna be happy. But damn, man, like you need the win. You have you have to have yeah. the win this time, man. Um, I, I was like I said, I was gonna be happy with the draw, but 
Um, I'm hoping, like you said, to see the flashes, like you did uh, the good stuff in the first half before the the the, uh, the semi of uh, the second half, which I don't want to talk about. Um, but um, you know, you're, you're hoping for the good stuff. So there was some good stuff, you know, um, against Juarez. You know, you're hoping, but you're hoping that good stuff goes for 90 minutes, not just 45. Um, so yeah, I'm hoping to win at least. No, yeah, I, I I agree. I think that there's some promising stuff that we're gonna see. Obviously, still no Fidalgo, so the midfield is still kind of kind of be maybe Richard Jonah, and I'll, I'll have Christian give him give him the predicted lineup in in just a minute. But obviously, the only real addition we're gonna have is Quinones, right? So that's the only thing that we can be optimistic about. And hey, we were talking about missing chances up top. Maybe he's the key to to maybe finally putting some goals away and sealing the deal. Now. Queretaro is not an easy place to go. And I've always said that America finds the most weirdest ways to struggle in Queretaro. It's never been the most optimal place for us to go to, but you have to get three points regardless. I was looking at this game too, as potentially being one where maybe we walk away with a draw, but at this point you, you have to, not even a draw is sustainable to, mm-hmm. to kind of carry this, this momentum going forward. Um, so question, who is our, predicting start 11 for this game on Sunday? Um, I think it's got to go rinse and repeat just with one change. Um, <clears throat> I think we all know what that change is. So we'll start off with the goalie, Oscar Jimenez, the back four would be Kevin Alvarez, Nestor Araujo, Sebastián Cáceres, Miguel Layun. In the midfield, Richard Sanchez and John Dando Santos. On the right, Leo Suarez. On the left, Brian Rodriguez. In the 10th spot, Diego Valdez. And up top would be Julian Quiñones. I think that's where we all kind of thought that this was going to go to, right? right? I mean, I don't really see any crazy changes. I mean, unless he wants to potentially switch up the midfield and do something different. Um, but I, I mean, Chris, I, I mean, don't know. Available. And that, I mean, that's where I was going at. You, know, oh. you don't, maybe you, maybe you give something up with that chance. Yeah, maybe true. you, I, I don't know, potentially shift something different. But Chris, you know, you see this lineup and, and what do you expect from it? A win. Right? That's what we expect. I think you, 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 Quinones is, has to start hot, in my opinion. After uh, we saw Roman Martinez miss those shots, I think you give an opportunity to someone like that and you're going to see goals. And I think, like someone in the, in the comments said, the first half was really good. In, in, like like I said, I, I didn't really get to see it completely because of the internet and I've had to watch it through Instagram while I was over there in Mexico. But I'm not gonna sit here and tell you that I didn't see those that was how flashy the, the offense looked. And I think it's one of those things where where you, you can't you have to go out there and just score. If if you score two or three right early, then okay, I'm okay with the Academy players getting twenty, thirty minutes, right? Yeah, of but, course. But but it's but it's one of those things where we can't make the same mistake where you just have the whole midfield be nothing but youngsters and and that's exactly what I expect. I think I think like you said, it's it's playing Querétaro is always going to be one of those like oh my god, like why is it and it being a Sunday too, right? Which like memories of fighting relegation at one point. But yeah, you have to go out there and just win. Make sure you finish, and, and, and no matter, and I think Kevin Alvarez is going to link up with Quinones, uh, and we're going to be just mm. amazed by it, right? It's going to be a tasty, yeah, exactly. <laughs> did, did, sorry, sorry to uh, sorry to sidetrack here, but Quinones not play Saturday with Atlas, he did not, no, he did not. Oh, okay, 
Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I, I, was yeah. just, I, I was just checking. Sorry. And I was yeah, like, yeah. wait, why, why can I find his name? Yeah, uh, no. Play. Yeah, he didn't play. He had his goodbye. Debut. He's in great shape, though. In great exactly. shape. Exactly. And, yeah, I, and I think he's going to do have a great game, honestly. And like mm-hmm. I said, I think offensively, like, like we're not going to really trip. Like, all right. season long, we're, we're not going to complain about anybody on offense. Maybe Brian Rodriguez is going to get on our nerves Because honestly, like, I understand where LAFC fans were saying about him. Like, I remember when we signed them, a bunch of people were like, I didn't even know we were like telling that. Like, bro, like, this guy is going to be super frustrating. I can't believe you guys signed them. I'm like, oh, and I watch him play, and I'm like, oh, well, he is talented, but why is it that he doesn't know how to make the right decision, right? Like, yeah, no, yeah. So we'll, we'll, we'll see, right? Uh, uh, did you say that he starts? Yeah, yeah, I mean, there's no one really else on the left. I mean, you want to put Maro Linus in, but I think I, I take my chance with, with Brian again. Now, let me ask yeah, you. Yeah, I would too. <laughs> would, would, I, you, I, would, you, would you put Layun as a left winger? No. 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 Hell yeah. Let's do it. Because I'm going to be honest, I want to see Mauricio Reyes play. That's who I really want to Oh, play. I want to see Mauricio Reyes play too, but at the expense of me. He's a left back, no? I, I don't, yeah. He's a left back. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If you're going to have Layun on the left, I really want to see. No, but Mauricio if, if you want to play Mal Reyes, you can play Mal Reyes. Just have like you be on the bench or be Waterboy. I don't really don't care at this point. But yes, I'm <laughs> with you there, Chris. I, I would love to see so, Mal Reyes. Hold on. I'm trying to see. Who is our left back depth? Do you guys know it by the top of your head? Just that. It's just, uh, just Chava Reyes. No, I mean, left wing, my bad. Left wing, left wing. Oh, oh. Mauro Linus. That's it. And Chava Reyes. if you want to put him up there. I'll play Chava Reyes up there, if I'm being honest with you. I'll play him over oh, Brian Rodriguez. I, I, I think. Know. Nah, I don't know. Nah, I, I think at least he has a goal. That's how how I see. It. At least he has a goal. But yeah, I mean, but not 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 in recent seasons though. He's been no, but he's been he's been know. on a down downward trajectory. I guess you're right. You really can't. You have to kind of force Brian Rodriguez right there. I mean, listen, and if we can get him to academy play in, in Uruguay, I mean, it'd be nice. But he's very inconsistent right now, and it's just it's not good. And then the, the the mistakes he was making last game were like, or like academy like mistakes. Like you, you needed to shoot the ball, you needed to pass the ball in, in key moments, and you went the you did the complete opposite. And yeah. like I said, the game could have been three nothing at halftime. No joke. You ask anyone who watched that first half, it could have been easily three four nothing at halftime. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. And I mean, I was gonna say Quinones play the left, and you have an academy player at the nine. But even then, you don't want to see Roman Martinez there again. Yeah, no I'm just sense. saying, you, you were just saying that you could put Quinones on the left and he not performing. Now you want to put him <laughs> yeah. on the left? The like, what are we doing? No, I'm just saying you can put him there. This is, I don't know, bro. Brian nah, Rodriguez man, give me JQ33 like, at the nine and let's see what he can do, man. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm with Christian on this one because you got you to gotta let yeah. him ride the wave. Yeah, put him in the spot you signed him for. And Chris over here wants to put him on the left after he just said, no, What if he doesn't? At this point, let's just put him at center back. He's fast enough. He can cover the space. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm expecting King Honest to play on the left, if I'm being honest with you. I'm ex- once Henry's back, I'm expecting him to be on the left. I don't, I don't, I don't know, him. man. See, that, that, that's the thing. I'm not Cause, sure cause, that, uh, I don't think that works. Because, yeah, because then play. what do you do with Cabecita? Cabecita? Yeah. Well, I don't think they want to start him, if I'm being honest with you. Because, like I said, this signing was luxury, bro. It wasn't a need. And I, that's why Ivan is kind of like, well, I can't really be hyped because it's not necessarily the reason why we're losing games or not being champion, right? So I get it. That's why I understand where he's coming from. But 
Pabacito will either have to play on the left or you're going to have to play, like, backup nine. So like, you wouldn't, you wouldn't play a four-four-two to include Henry and... Because then Valdez is out. How do you get rid of Valdez? No, you keep Valdez. This is what when I'm saying. Play- this is my comment earlier when talking about Naved on the midfield. That you're gonna you're gonna have four to five players potentially fighting for one spot. That's why I didn't like that possibility of him staying because he wasn't gonna get much playing time. I don't think Diego Valdez is gonna be competing for a center mid. I think he'd be in the wing. If they were to change to a, a four four two. Yeah, this is just moving players around like no, but no, but we're talking about that formation. Like we're playing money ball here. No, because then no, because you could just have one one be pushed up a little bit more, one stay back a little bit more. It's just that he doesn't track back, bro. He's not very well. well, That's what I'm saying. That's why you have just the ones kind of stay back a little. I could see a a, what is it? A diamond. Yeah, exactly. A four a four four two diamond. But then, like then you. Then you have to start Naveda in that in that position. Because that's the only tenor. Theoretically, right, because of, because of his position, yes. Yeah. But you don't want Richard Sanchez not, or Fidalgo playing. You're not that. gonna you're not gonna bench Richard Sanchez and Alvaro Fidalgo. Oh, because you want to play Naveda there. That's just not gonna happen. See, I don't know. I, I we're gonna have to see what Arinet does. Right, exactly. That's what I'm saying. That's why we need to that's why we need to wait to see when everyone gets back and see what but best fits this team. Yeah. But I'm just saying, I wouldn't be surprised if he's on the left wing. I mean, I wouldn't either, but then now you're benching Brian and Cabecita. I mean, you're already, hey. already going to bench Brian, but now you're going to bench Cabecita as well. It's like, thanks. go Go trade Brian Rodriguez or someone else. That's, yeah. that's the solution to all this. Go get a center back off of him. Yeah, yeah. Well, you kind of need him right now because you don't have oh, yeah, a left winger. So, yeah, so that's what do. That's what Linus. Oh, God. I mean... Play him forwards at this point, bro. <laughs> I, know, I, I thought someone said that. We'll, we'll score 16 goals every game, but make make sure that we're going to receive 12 as well. <laughs> yeah, as long as we can keep keep the balance tilted on one end uh, for, for our favorite, then I'm going with that. Christian, what can we expect from 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 this America side against a Querétaro that's coming off a pretty good victory against Santos Laguna away on the road? This is going to be their first home match, so it's it's not painting to be the prettiest of games. I mean, granted, it's only the first jornada; lots can change, and especially with teams like Querétaro, things always tend to fluctuate. But it is America, and we do know kind of the incentive that goes around whenever it is other teams playing against us; they tend to play their prime. So. Again, not an easy matchup for Jardine, especially on the road. But what can we expect for, from this game? I mean, I, I honestly expect us to come out like we did in the first half against Juarez. It's just now in this time, we'll, we'll have someone who can actually finish chances. Um, obviously, he's not going to finish every single one of them, but if he can convert on one or two, I think we're, 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 in, a good, we're, in, a, we're in a good spot. Um, I also just want to see better management, game management from, from Andre, um, making sure that he knows when to put in a, a player because like, like I said last game the the, the academy players came on and Juarez took full advantage of that. You know, they kind of adjusted, they kind of pushed forward. The academy players didn't know what to do. a uh, little lousy mistake here, lousy mistake there, and it's two one them and we lose the game. So, you know, just better better game management and um let's hope we can convert our chances in this one. All right. I like it. All right then prediction time ladies and gentlemen. All right. Chris, give me your prediction for Sunday and at what minute is Quinones going to score? <laughs> I say 2-1. 
One thing we didn't talk about was Oscar Jimenez not knowing how to dive. Yeah, he sucks. But we already did it, though. <laughs> we, yeah, didn't I, talk about I, that, but... we didn't really have to go, yeah, go back and, and, the, and repeat. The man is a liability. Yeah. So for me, he's going to get a goal. But, but I think he's going to get the brace. That's what I expect. And I think he scores it around the 15th or 20th minute. Wow. 15th, yeah. 20th. Damn. All right. Okay. Dylan, prediction. And what minute does Quinones score in? I say um, it's a 2-1 win, but Quinones scores in the 90th game winner. Oh, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, well, you are leaving it late, my friend. Yeah, for real. Dang. Well, I mean, it would definitely hype him up a lot more if that's the case. So, okay. I like it. All right. 2-1, 90th minute from Quinones. Christian. Uh, I think it's 3 nothing. Uh, three nothing. Diego Valdez gets two, and Quinones scores on the thirty-first minute. Thirty-first minute of the match. I like it. Okay, that is very optimistic, Christian. I did not expect a three-zero. Um, I'm kind of on the same boat. Look, I'll be a little bit more more realistic. Um, I'll say, I'll say one-zero, and it is going to be Quinones' goal, and I think he comes in like around the sixty-fourth minute. I think I, because I just I wasn't I just really realistic. Be- yeah, I I mean a two one a two one seems very very realistic to be yeah, honest. With you. Yeah. <laughs> if, wait, if anything, mine seems a little bit less realistic because there's yeah, no way because- to keep a clean sheet. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see, guys. We'll see. Okay, I like it. I like it. Well, Kripenix is going with uh Kripenix is going two one for America. Julian is saying uh Kevin, I'm sorry, is saying hat trick. Damn, oh imagine God, that. I think I think the American fan base will explode. Yeah, because he's going he's going super eagles three to one versus oh, I'm not gonna finish that. <laughs> <laughs> he's going three to one. Um the Seahawks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seahawks. He's just the saying Seahawks. no way we keep a keep keep a clean sheet with Oscar. So I agree with you. Uh, I don't know why I pick three zero. Three one, I change it. Three, like it's just it's 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 yeah it's just inevitable, inevitable at this point. I'm I'm sorry. Yeah. Just, oh, oh, oh for my for my prediction, we concede first. Oh, oh. I, but I see that happening too because it's just it, it's the you way see, it goes. Predict it one nothing. Make up your mind. <laughs> no, okay. I'm, I'm, all right, I'm I'm on the two one boat then. Oh, on the two one boat, oh, okay. and then Quinones around the sixty third minute of the match, sixty second, sixty third. Brian so. Rodriguez scores and shuts everyone up. <laughs> yeah. I'd be fine with that. I I, I like Brian. I, I want to be produced. Yes, yeah, I want to be a believer for Brian. But after last game, I was just like, "There's no way I can defend you anymore." You just have terrible. This, this Ivan wants to be a believer for Brian, but couldn't believe a believer for Cordova. <laughs> What's well, the truth? It's just I see something different in Brian than I see in Cordova. But I know, mm. I know, I'm, I'm sure this is gonna get word out to Brian. And you know what's uh, crazy? Uh, Someone pointed we, out. On, yeah, we, uh, we might Twitter just that we yeah. only have one natural winger, and that's Brian. And, and Linus technically, but I don't think many people are thinking. Yeah, no. Yeah. Well, but everyone kind of else isn't really natural. Chinese, no buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Where's AJ with the meme? <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Uh, but all right. I mean, that kind of wraps it up here. We'll, we'll kind of leave it at that. Uh, we'll be back next week to talk all things Club America and see where we're at. If it was a party in Querétaro or if it was a debacle in, in the Estadio Corregidora. So 
Uh, I just want to say thank you guys. Thank you to all who came out and, and talked to us in the chat. Uh, Kevin, Epicrunus, Jose Sepulveda, uh, Midwestern Cholo. All of you guys, thank you so much. And for everyone listening at home as well, on the road, wherever you are, thank you so much. Uh, we hope to bring you guys the best coverage possible for the Sahilas in America this season. Uh, gentlemen, thank you to you, Chris, Christian, especially you, Christian. I know you had a little bit of an issue going this morning, so we extremely are grateful that you were able to make it no, on no, the no, podcast. No, no. Thank you to you guys who are very accommodating to my to my uh, in- inconveniences. So best podcast in the IMX English community. I don't care what anybody says. Definitely. I agree with you on that sense. Dylan, again, as always, it's a pleasure. And uh, like you said, a, a quick shout out to the ladies, right? Playing the campeones, campeones today. So uh, shout out to the ladies. AJ is going to have you guys covered with all things. I thought that was uh, on Friday. The lady. Yeah, it's on Friday. So uh, make sure you, you guys stay today. tuned. I said today. Oh yeah. wow! Yeah. So sorry, sorry about that, Dad brain here. Um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, keep an eye on that. He's gonna keep you guys covered everything over on Twitter. So make sure you guys uh, use up all of your what is it? A thousand uh, read or, or how many? Like views can you say? Six thousand, isn't it? Six thousand. Six thousand now? I don't know. It, the thing changes know. every day. Whatever, but just make sure you guys go follow us on Twitter. Make sure you guys keep an eye out all things. Angie's gonna have you guys covered. And join us next week to give a recap of America being campeón de campeones. I like the sound of that. And we'll be back next week to talk all things America. We're getting closer to League's Cup, guys. That means another preseason tournament in the middle of our own tournament. It's crazy (laughs) times that we live in. So let's see what happens then. All right, thank you guys so much. Have yourselves a wonderful time. We'll talk next week. And as always, arriba America. Good night. Ladies and gentlemen, this was another production of the Eagle Eye Podcast. The number one source for all things Club America in English. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Eagle Eye Podcast and get all the latest news and coverage. And subscribe to our podcast wherever it is you may listen.